Welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't Tell Mama. afternoon everyone on this rainy memorial day when we are actually recording this (laughs) (laughs) I actually just went to feed my dad's chickens down the road like a good southern daughter while they're out of town (laughs) although mama is in charge of the family daddy holds a special place so for father's day we interviewed our dads and our daddy-in-laws to get some of their input and for our listeners to get to know them because I can tell you, all of them are characters, <laughs> for sure. They all are such, you know, such a fun bunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's begin with, what's your favorite Southern dad memory? Ooh, Katie, go first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Calling um, you out. <laughs> okay, okay. So one of my favorite memories or Southern dad memory is when my dad and I had such a good relationship we could share our nail polish our glitter nail polish (laughs) and why is that you ask (laughs) because my dad made his own flies because he is a fly fisherman um so the little lure or little um bait that you use on the end of your Mm -hmm. line right yep and Mm -hmm. he used to make those by hand and apparently glitter nail polish makes a fantastic like sparkly sticky adhesive type substance you can use to make flies for fly fishing so (laughs) (laughs) he uh, my glitter or our Leah and I's uh, glitter nail polish would always go missing and I knew where to find it (laughs) (laughs) in his man cave (laughs) yes yes (laughs) Yes. oh my gosh oh so good times Speaking of my father, who um, is very much a character, as Mandy said, all of our, all the dads in our life are my, I think one of my favorite Southern dad memories or memories my dad and I shared is I think when I was, I want to say it was my 10th birthday. My dad uh, took me for a boat ride and he, it was like in the evening at night and we watched the moonrise and he, it was like one of those harvest moons where it's like full moon. It's really pretty. It's kind of, it's like Mm -hmm. orange. And, and so he, he gave me the moon for my birthday and we were like just sitting out in the marsh. We weren't even fishing. We were just like chilling out on the boat in the marsh, watching the moon rise. It was really cool. We had some really great conversations and I thought that was really sweet, but he gave me the moon. (laughs) And what, and what am I chop liver? I got the moonlight special. Katie never got the moon. (laughs) poor katie you're the youngest you get all the (laughs) cast-offs but we can we can share polish it's good yeah it's a good relationship you share nail polish so i'll take it i'll take it yeah (laughs) oh my god about you mandy oh so my dad uh he he is such a storyteller at heart Mm. as well like leah's dad and he just has so many things that he remembers and want you know we'll talk about he'll talk about anything with you if you want to bring it up Mm -hmm. so 
he also, you know, I have like the traditional, like going to the fishing rodeos with them and going fishing and like a good, you know, any good Southern daughter. But mm-hmm. my favorite memory is I was going to my friend Linda's wedding in 2014 before a Europe trip. So because it was before the Euro trip, none of y'all could get off and go with me because you were yeah. all your work time was going to be when we were away. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have anyone. So I was like, oh, whatever. And I'm y'all know me. I, I've gotten on a plane and gone and moved to two different countries by myself. I really give two craps less. Like I'll, I'll get in the car and I'll drive to wherever to, to Arkansas, yeah. to Russellville, Arkansas. Well, my dad felt bad and rode with me because he didn't want me to drive by myself. <laughs> so it was like 12 hours each way of my dad's stories and Zydeco music because he really likes Cajun Zydeco music. Cajun? <laughs> so that's what I put on Pandora. Oh my gosh, that's oh my fantastic. Gosh. Daddy daughter wedding day. <laughs> I love that's it. That's so cute. And he was the it. best sport too actually he was way easier than like anyone else I'd ever traveled with he's like whatever you want to do whatever yeah. you want to eat like okay. yeah. he I like went it. to all the antique malls with me and everything so Mandy's dad and um my dad actually worked together for a little while they worked for worked for the state fish and wildlife for a little while together and um, my father-in-law so I have one more story my father-in-law probably wasn't friends with Mandy's dad because he was a hunter. Yeah. And my dad was a game warden. I don't know. They, I don't know if they ever crossed paths or not. I'm just, I was, he, you know, David swears he never did, but I think David is just too nice of a Southern gentleman to admit that he's had any (laughs) run-ins with my dad. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. He's not going to tell you if he did, huh? He's not going to tell me if he did. So my favorite, um, one of my favorite memories with uh, David, DJ's father, DJ's dad, is when he got his his new crossbow. He got one of those like with a sight and it, like a sight assist or I don't know. I don't know. But um, basically, he was showing me how easy it was to use it. He had set up this target in his backyard and he was showing me how easy it was to use it by letting me shoot it. And so I think there's a video of me somewhere like shooting this crossbow and I did a pretty damn good job. If I do say so myself (laughs) for the first time. (laughs) So it was really funny, but yeah, that's probably one of my favorite memories. All right. So let's hear from our dads themselves. We each interviewed them, our dads and our father-in-laws. So the first question is where they introduce themselves and they tell us their most Southern dad thing or Southern thing. <laughs> okay. My name is Erwin D. Gaines. I'm named after both of my uncles. My nickname is Scooter and I am Katie Gaines and Leah Gaines' is dad, as we probably already know. And the most <laughs> Southern thing that has ever happened to me, one of the... Uh, little things that we did. We used to go over to the, uh, at one time it was called the Magnolia State Park. And I think nowadays it's called the Gulf Island National Seashore Park. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we, we used to go down there all the time. And I, I remember the three of us, me and Katie and Leah and their brother, Daniel, we had gone walking to the park on this, they have this big boardwalk. I, I just thought it would be kind of, I don't know, it was a dad thing, but the two girls are down there at the edge of the water with their brother, just, you know, trying to introduce him to, to uh, you know, uh, different things here and there. And, and all of a sudden I yell out, alligator! And of course it scared Leah and Katie really bad. And they 
ran off and left their brother sitting at the edge <laughs> of the water. Our, I think that's our probably blind one of the brother. southern things <laughs> I've ever been in, dealt with. <laughs> that's pretty southern. I mean, you know, because you know, you got you go further north, uh, somewhere around uh, even Tennessee. You know, yeah, Tennessee is probably as far north as you can get to Georgia, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we do have some big gators down here. <laughs> I saw three of them. Actually, uh, another southern thing I did is uh, I went out in the boat today, and oh, I was up, up up in the uh, Potocaw Creek that mm-hmm. flows into the Pascagoula River. While I was paddling up there, I, I, my my kayak is about I think it's about ten foot long. I'm fishing for you know panfish, brim, and all of a sudden I look off off in the swamp and I see this wake, and I realize I saw a a 13 foot alligator today and I'm in a 10 foot boat. So, you know, I start, it, it just, just natural sense. I had to back out that part of those cypress trees and get out in the main river. A little there. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a scene from where the crawdads sing, just like oh, yeah, backing yeah. out that creek. Oh yeah, I, I was backing out. I backed out and got myself turned around and got out of there. And then he, came, he actually came out. He actually came out in the river in into the Potocar Creek, and you know was eyeballing me. I don't think you know they, they, their brain is probably about the size of a you know a small marble or a yeah. pea. A you know, they're not very they're not real smart, so they're very instinctual. And they he did, I don't even know if he knew what I was. You know, because yeah. I don't know. If, I know they see boats, but I know that he was probably sensing there's something smaller than a boat in the water and he was just swimming right at me it's just something you have to be aware of (laughs) and then you also do the math in your head right oh yeah that's right right. yep versus 13 feet (laughs) 13 feet and i'm i'm less than i'm I'm five foot nine so i'm definitely a, a candidate Okay, next let's hear from Mandy's dad. Uh, my name's Jimmy. I guess some of my favorite memories. Your graduation was a good one at Southern Miss and uh, a lot of the ball games and uh, Friday nights and you was in the band and Holly's and Chad's ball games and tournaments and our family get-togethers mainly. Those are good ones. We are so lucky to have Kenneth, uh, Brady's dad, on the pod. First of all, let's let you introduce yourself and then ask ask you the question, the most Southern thing that's ever happened to you. So I'm Kenneth Hall. I'm from uh, Brookhaven, Mississippi. Uh, my college nickname was Crow. And when the kids were born, I just I adopted Crow Dad. But now that I've got a granddaughter, I'm Crow Pop, so... The uh, most southern thing that I've ever done, I, to me, uh, just thinking about it, on Saturday nights, me and my grandfather would go frog gigging. And we're going down the river, and my job was to shine the light down through there and see if you could see the eyes and check the water to make sure we didn't hit any stumps because we were in an old river. And I shined the lights one night, and I saw the eyes, and I said, there he is. So grandpa starts angling the boat over there. And as soon as the boat, he's coming in a little too fast. And it was too late when I saw, when I realized that it was a snake water moccasin sitting on the, on the bank. So we hit, we bumped the bank 
the snake drops into the boat. I'm sitting there. He starts wrapping around my feet and I start stomping and holler. And then grandpa was like, would you sit still? He won't bother you. And it just, that made it worse. Wow. Wow. And I don't even know how grandpa wound up getting from the back of the boat because the snake wound up going under the seat in the middle and got wrapped got under the back seat of the boat. I really don't remember how grandpa got around me or over me or to the front of the boat, but he said he thought about shooting the snake, but it would have put a big hole in the boat. So then he was going to throw the gig at it, but then that would have put four holes in it. Half of the snake was still sticking out from under the seat. So he gets the gig in there and gigs it in half, but the head is still up under the seat. So now we're, we're trying to work our way back. He's got to pedal all the way back to the, uh, to the pier. And he said it was fine, but he said that light would be on the bank because we were still, still gigging frogs. But then the light would, shine, would go down to the inside of the back, inside of the boat, because I was really worried about that darn snake back there. I was closer to it than he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So let me clarify, you go frog gigging at night, like late? Yes. Okay. It's best to go when the, uh, like when the moon's out because the frogs will just be sitting on the bank. Okay. So w- let's uh, have you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us your favorite Southern dad memory. Hi, my name's Eddie. I'm uh, Mandy's father-in-law. <laughs> but um, Southern memories, it's kind of hard because we used to do so much. I think uh, kayaking on the uh, Okotoma with the boys during the summer was good, during the Boy Scouts. I think that was really good. That was kind of one of my favorite memories. It was a southern thing down here you can do any time of the mm-hmm. year almost. And that's about the most rapid you're going to get. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get too much white no, water it's no white water. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all ever see any critters like snakes or anything like that? Oh, yeah. We've seen snakes, big spiders. uh Mm-hmm. seen a, a hog one time on the side and mm-hmm. then we went on one trip we seen horses mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's always interesting down mm-hmm. there yeah last trip we saw a snake going across yeah the water <laughs> it was black creek but we saw it just it's little head poking out as it moved Swimming across mm-hmm. yep. next let's hear from my father-in-law david to me the most southern thing as far as our way mm-hmm. of life it's just really how Everyone around here is so nice and everything. And whenever I drove over the road, mm-hmm. I would go to all these different places. And people just didn't have the manners and things like we did. You know, they just, they, it wasn't like that to me. Like saying yes, ma'am, and, and things like that. Whereas it just common to me, I guess, because that's how we were raised. And it's just how I talk. Whereas yeah. up there. I mean, I was at a restaurant one time and the waitress asked me, uh, you know, what I wanted. And I said, well, uh, you know, I would like this, that, and the other. And she said, well, and I said, I'd like some sweet tea. And she, and she said, some sweet tea. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she was so shocked to hear me say, yes, ma'am. Because mm-hmm. this, this whole restaurant very loud and rambunctious and you could hear all kind of rude very rude people and the lady actually stopped the whole restaurant and said hey (laughs) y'all i want y'all to i want y'all to listen up we got somebody here that knows 
what manners are. <laughs> are you from Texas? She said. I said, no, ma'am. I said, I'm from Mississippi. She said, oh, my God. She said, I have never met anyone from Mississippi that I did not like. Okay, so now that we've heard the most Southern thing that's ever happened to our dads, the next question we had for these guys who spend, uh, they're all outdoorsmen. They spend a lot of time outdoors and, you know, they're all inherently Southern dad storytellers and you get them talking, they're going to tell you those stories and all of us know which ones they're going to talk about, which ones they're going to start with first. So we had to ask them to tell us their tallest fishtail. First, we'll hear from Mandy's dad. All right, so we know fishing's a big part of life in the South, so let's let's hear your biggest fishtail. I don't know about a tail. There's a bunch that got away. Uh, a few memories would be, uh, we would go out to the rock piles at Ship Island, uh, deep rocks and fish all weekend, and uh, We'd come back with a garbage can full of ground mullet and speckled trout, and seemed like it took forever to clean them. And uh, we had the bait in the garbage can, and then after we got finished with all the bait, we just throw the fish in there. One of the funniest tales, I guess, one time, we uh, saw a big bunch of stingrays on the way out from ship to Horn Island one weekend, and we got over behind Horn Island. We was catching a bunch of crabs on the back of the island with scoot nets. And Daddy told me to go back to the boat and get another bucket because it's catching a lot of crabs. Well, the boat had anchored up. You had to swing out into the deeper water to get to the boat. And uh, I went back out and got the bucket and jumped overboard, and that water was clear. And I looked down at the bottom and seen a big circle, and it looked like one of them stingrays. So I started swimming. And the faster I'd swim, the circle was following me. And I thought that stingray was chasing me. I swam to about a 50 yards and got about waist deep and realized the shadow, uh, the shape was the shadow of my bucket on the on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think it was a shark? I didn't know. I thought it was one of them big stingrays because we just saw a big school of them. They was all about the size of your kitchen table. Oh, yeah. Going across <laughs> the water. <laughs> okay, next, how about we hear from Mr. Eddie, Manny's father-in-law. Tell us your tallest fishtail. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, we really didn't elaborate on any of our fishing stories, except for maybe how many we caught before. Or but, the uh, location. You never say your location. Oh, no. You never tell anybody where you fish. <laughs> they asked you where you kept your fish, you tell them in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. We, we've elaborated on uh, some fish we caught with, I caught with the boys before. We caught a bunch of white trout, and they kind of elaborated on that. And it was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. What about the shark you just caught? Oh, well, yeah, we went uh, off Florida, and uh, the shark was trying to catch us, I think. It was a big shark, and every time we pull a fish up, it was taking the body off the nothing but heads left, seems like. Which is not that bad, except we're in a 12-foot plastic kayak. Now let's hear from the man that taught Katie and I to fish, our dad. Well... Thank you for introducing yourself and telling us those lovely gator tales. I love that. <laughs> um, you get it? Perfect. Gator so, tales, you get it? And gator that was my oh, oh, that oh. was my uh, seamless transition to the next question. You mean your okay. dad joke? <laughs> yes, yes, my dad joke. Our, uh, tell us your tallest fish tale. 
Oh, oh, yeah. okay. This is good. My, right, my right? Not bad. Not bad tail. transition. <laughs> my favorite fishtail. And it doesn't have to be about uh, fish. It can just be right. like anything, like fishing, hunting, whatever, yeah. you know. Tall tail, yeah. you know, you yeah. get it. Well, this, this, this is a, a true story. It probably doesn't sound true, but it's a true story. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, years ago, uh, my I have a good friend. His name is Donald Abrams, and he's, and I uh, had an, Another good friend, his name is Jack Riley, and his son-in-law, Jake Shaw, we all uh, got in my boat, I believe, and yeah, it was my boat, and we all went out to uh, Ship Island. The north side of the island on the east tip was Scallop, and I walked out on this bar, and then I waded down into it, and I could see a lot of fish uh, feeding in this one area. I was using a, a fly rod, and I cast a fly made a really good cast and cast the fly into that area and then I was bouncing it off the bottom and I hooked a nice redfish and all of a sudden the redfish started swimming crazy like crazy like you wouldn't believe it and then all of a sudden I I I saw I I would say probably a, a 12 inch probably eight inches across the, the left hammer side of this hammerhead shark came out of the water and was chasing this redfish. What kind of threw me off was I had actually waded out into this water. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there with this fish <gasps> on the rod and reel. The shark is chasing me. Anyhow, all of a sudden, the line went limp. And I pulled the fish in. And it was just the fish head was left. <laughs> So basically, the shark ate eight pounds of fish like it was a, Just, a cookie, you know. It was snack time. So yeah, was that was a, a pretty big hammerhead. This was a very, very big wow. hammerhead shark. I don't wow. think it was a scalloped hammerhead. I think it was a great hammerhead. I'm not that sure about that, though. We have to know, how big was the redfish you caught and how big was the shark? We have to know. Best guess. (laughs) My best guess was the shark was as long as a couch plus. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'd say a couch and a nice end table. Yeah. So I'm looking at maybe what? 10 feet, maybe more. At least. And uh, the the hammer was uh, very large. I mean, it was very impressive. Wow. And uh, I was, it was a real eye. It wasn't scary. It was like, it was like, it was just an eye opener. It's like, you realize, you know, that you're, you're pretty small when you're out there. And, yeah. And, no, you're uh, in what, and like I, deep water? the redfish was probably nine right. pounds, a nine pounder. Nine pounder. Right. So, because the head, uh, the head uh, was about a pound. Yeah. And, and, uh, the, the, and he ate the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. oh. That's my guess. Wow. Yeah. Like and it. what was really weird is when I pulled the head in, the, the head was like quivering. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was like, like a, a scary movie. You're like, you know? I feel the same way. It was, it was scarier than a movie, you know? Yeah. Its nerves are tingling. Your nerves yeah, are still, tingling. Uh, firing. The brain was, the little yeah. fish brain was firing. That's wow. amazing. That's wild. Next, let's hear from Katie's father-in-law, Kenneth. And then we'll hear after that from my father-in-law, David. Okay. Next question 
Tell us your tallest fishtail. Oh, I think you said it could be just a tall tail, right? Mm-hmm. All right. One of my one of my favorite ones was my grandparents lived in the Delta, in the Mississippi Delta. The people that aren't familiar with the Mississippi Delta is flatlands. They grow cotton, soybeans, rice, corn, stuff up there, lots of plants. Well, we were going to see my grandparents one Saturday afternoon and or Saturday morning, and my little sister looks at mama and says, mama, what's that? What, why do they call that thing a crop duster? Which the crop duster is the airplane that puts the, that sprays the insecticides on top of the plants. <clears throat> I told mama, I said, I got this. And I told my sister, I said, touch, I, I said, you see how close it gets down on top, how close the plane gets down on top of the crops? She said, yeah. I said, once it gets low enough, these little flaps open up on the wings and these feather dusters drop out. And they knock the dirt off the top of the plants. And that's the, 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 the dust that you see out there. That means it's a crop duster. And I think Mama kind of liked it, but she threatened to knock me upside the head if I didn't tell her the truth. So anyway. But we still have a good laugh about the crop duster. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I get such a good image in my head of this. <laughs> At the, at the time, she was very impressionable. So she thought that everything I was telling her was the truth. She spent years trying to figure out where the uh, her Martian antennas were <laughs> went to during the day because I told her, I said, "You've got to be from Mars." I said, "You don't look like anybody else." <laughs> okay, next question. I'm gonna preface this with: I don't just mean fish. It can be like fishing or hunting. But tell us your tallest <laughs> fish tail. Well, my recent fishing experience yeah. was recently because I'd been a long time I you know got to fish a lot because I've been working so much yeah and me and Coral went up there to Bobby Johnson's mm-hmm. and I prepared myself I done make mind up I was gonna catch me a bass okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I did I've caught me four nice bass which was good but also, I also planned on catching me some catfish, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I got the boat anchored in the middle of the lake and was going to get ready and bait my hooks and all of that stuff. And I stood up and fell out the boat with my cell phone in my pocket, my wallet, my cell phone. Oh, man. My sunglasses. Uh, Apple Watch, and I was like, "Oh my lord!" Oh my god! And you know, I ain't young as I mean. That getting back in that boat would have been no big deal. <laughs> but anyway, I did get back in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. And I was oh, I had to bail the boat out because I almost sank the boat. I actually, when I lost my balance, I pushed on the side of the boat, and the boat started taking on so much water. Oh no. That I had to make a decision. I'm either going to sink the boat or I got to really just roll out of the boat. When I got to looking around the boat. I was so upset because I lost my fishing pole. It was my, my second favorite fishing pole. I was like, oh, my Lord, I can't believe this. I've done lost my pole. Everything was going, this whole weekend was going so good till then. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe I've lost my, my pole, you know. Yeah. And I, I was like, I didn't even want to catfish no more. I was so upset I lost that pole. I pulled up my anchor and I had to chase down my little straw hat and I got it. And I turned around. And I said, you know, I think I'm just going to boogie on back to the camper with Cora. And I was 
had that little trolling motor going real good. And I, I, something caught my eye from behind me. And I realized that the hook that was on that fishing pole had hooked to that trolling motor. Oh, wow. And when I got going good, that pole came up on the plane. <laughs> and I realized, oh, I got my pole back. So, you know, I, a lot of ups and downs, but it all turned out great. It was just fun. It was just fun. And now I think it's time to take a quick break. Don't worry, the episode isn't over. We'll be right back after a short break. Next question, because uh, we're back. (laughs) So we really want to know who taught you how to drive and how old were you and what kind of truck was it in? Let's start with the father-in-laws now, Mr. Eddie, Mr. Kenneth, and Mr. David, in that order. I was probably 10. It was about a 64 Volkswagen. My brother was showing me how to use a stick drive a stick in it mm-hmm. and that was probably my first experience driving other than that it was practice on my own my dad let me drive some so. mm-hmm. but i did own my first car at 14. Oh, i bought yeah, it right. with my <laughs> permit so i was driving way before then but at 14 i was driving regular what was your first car uh, my first car was a 70 monte carlo monte carlo <laughs> i'd love to have it right now <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> but that was a great car mm-hmm who taught you how to drive? How old were you? And what kind of truck was it? Because <laughs> you know it was a truck. Actually, Mama would let me let me drive the car down just the gravel road when I could start when I started practicing. And I and it, I'm not sure if she's the one that just let me do that first, or it may have been Grandpa and his old Datsun pickup truck. It was a uh, it was a standard, and he just had to tell me when to press the clutch and let off the clutch, so that he could shift it for me because I didn't. I didn't have that portion of the program down. And it was just riding down an old, what they call an old dump road, right, right next to the uh, Sunflower River up there in the Delta. Got me in the wide open so I couldn't hurt anything. Nice, nice. <laughs> Smart. And did you mention what age you, you said? No, I didn't. Um, that was a, about 10, 11, when Grandpa started letting me drive 10, 11. with assistance. I was probably 11 or 12. Mama let me just drive down the, drive down the gravel road. Okay, next question. Um, who taught you how to drive and how old were you? My papa taught me how to drive. Mm-hmm. I would say I was probably five or six <laughs> when I was starting to drive. My papa had a little, he had a rambler, what they called it. It's a rambler and it had a three speed on the column. And I used to sit in his lap. And he would let me do the steering wheel and shift the gears. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. And matter of fact, not that long ago, because I started so young. Mm-hmm. The way he always, you know, he would work the pedals and clutching the gas and all. But yeah. he, would let, he, would, he would let me work that steering wheel and, and shift them gears. And I got good at it. When DJ had his trooper, he, he had a window busted out of that trooper, went to Dunaway Glass. 
to get the window fixed. And when I walked through the door to get the paper that window on his car, there was, you know, the guy in there said, David Sewell. And I said, yeah. Said, uh, did your papa live over there on Reinecke Road in, in Long Beach? And I was like, yeah. And he turned around. <laughs> He looked at Dickie Dunaway and he said, yeah, this is the boy I was telling you about, Dickie. <laughs> this is the guy. And he got, I said, well, what was you telling me? I was telling him that when we was young, you was the stuff. He said, <laughs> you used to come to my house. He said, and your papa would let you drive the truck on your own by yourself. <laughs> he would throw you the key. He said, you used to come to my house. When you were 11 years old, <laughs> driving your papa's truck by yourself, he said, and it was a standard, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned how to drive really young. Okay, next let's hear from Mr. Jimmy, Mandy's dad, and then we'll hear from our dad, Scooter. All right, tell us about who taught you to drive, how old were you, and what kind of vehicle was it? I think it was after the ninth grade. Uh, it was a driver's ed car. I took driver's ed in the summer school with Coach Don Dodrell. And the thing about the summer school is you was in the classroom the first week, and then whenever you drove, you got to drive for half a day or better. He would he would take us for four or five hours, and he'd take us, and we would go all over South Mississippi and visit places and all, and we all took turns driving, and that's where that's where I pretty much learned how to drive with Coach Don Dodrell during the high school summer driver's ed. Okay. You didn't have to uh, go down the dirt roads or? <laughs> no, well, we, we drove, we did drive down some dirt roads because he liked to hunt and fish, and we went up in the country some and drove in the management areas and different things. But he would, if he needed to go look at a tractor somewhere up in Hattiesburg, that's where we went. We drove all over the place, and he'd just get his newspaper and said, let's go, and we would, Three of us in a group would take turns driving for about an hour or so apiece at each time we drove. It was a lot of fun. To switch gears completely from fishtails. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not even that good. <laughs> from from fishtails to on the road again. We're going to talk about uh, your first time driving. So who taught you how to drive? How old were you? And then what kind of truck was it? <laughs> well, I, uh, we're just assuming. <laughs> the first introduction to driving was when I was in, I was in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yep. And, and when we, we lived learned in, how to drive. <laughs> we lived in Wiesbaden, Germany. And, uh, granddad, my dad had bought uh, an opal station wagon and mm-hmm. he showed me how to you know start it up and he just took me for a little drive but then when we moved to california dad bought a jeep to go up and you know do some outdoor stuff with yeah and uh that really that's where i really learned how to drive because whenever yeah. we we get in the jeep and go somewhere when we get off the road i just We'd swap seats and I'd, I'd learn, I learned how to drive really well in some really rough places, you know. Some of the places I drove was so much more difficult driving than driving on a highway or, or, or a, a winding road, you know. So mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was a good way to, to learn, you know. 
Yeah. And then, of course, I had to shift the uh, the Jeep. It had a, a four-speed transmission. Yeah. And yeah. Had, to, had to shift that. And I, I was probably, remember. yeah, I was probably uh, in, in Germany. Uh, uh, I was in, in sixth grade. And when we made it to California, I was in eighth grade. I'd learned how to really drive in eighth grade, I guess. Yeah. Cool. It was a 1954 Willis Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look that up. I, I need to it. see this. Oh, I'm telling you. I need no, to no, see no. This. Wait, wait a minute. It was 1947. 1947 nice. Willis. Oh, you know, I'd like to have it. Still have it today. I wish I had it. Last but not least, what's the best thing your mama used to cook for our last question? Okay, let's start off with my father-in-law, David, because I asked him the wrong question. I asked him what his favorite Southern dish was. Okay, this is the last question. So what is, like, your most favorite Southern dish? Mm, My favorite Southern dish. I would have to say probably soft-shell crabs, fried soft-shell crabs. My favorite, I think. And seafood in general. Yeah, fried orchard gumbo. I mean, I love crawfish. Thank you kind of stuff y'all like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now let's go back to our original question and hear from Mandy's dad, Mr. Jimmy, and see what he says his favorite dishes that his mama made. Oh, shoot. There's a lot of things she cooked. Mostly, I guess, we grew up on seafood, you know, a lot of fried fish and crabs and oysters and uh, really the crawfish didn't really kick in until I got a little older, but, uh, she'd always, uh, normal, uh, red beans and rice was always good. Holiday, she always had the holiday meals. She had, uh, the beans, peas and cabbage at New Year's, and she stayed with all of the traditions, and the holidays was always big. Uh, did she only do the red beans on Monday? Uh, I couldn't remember the days. I, she would... She still, you know, they still, that's one of her things now. They, they eat a lot of, lot of beans and she grew up and tells you how she grew up and they would uh, live on what they had, you know, and, and that's what she pretty much do with us and uh, fix what she could find and, and do what we had to do. Next, let's hear from Mr. Kenneth, Brady's dad and Katie's father-in-law. Then we'll hear from Mr. Eddie, Mandy's father-in-law. What's the best thing your mom used to cook or your grandmother. It can be both. I tell you, now, Granny, when I go out there, Granny, have she would have two bowls of enchiladas. She would make one bowl of enchiladas for everybody else and one bowl of enchiladas for just me and her because nobody else could handle the heat like we could. Yes. Did she make her own enchilada sauce? Now, you know, I'd like to think that she made her own enchilada sauce, but she really busted my bubble one time. I was... I had gone in and I was so impressed that she was getting up and making biscuits that early in the morning and come to find out she was buying the frozen brand from, uh, from Jitney, Jitney jungle. So, you know, I don't, like I said, I think that with the enchilada sauce, she made her own sauce for the hotter of the two. Now, one of the favorite things mama used to make, I always look forward to the tacos, man. I tell you, she, I mean, I know it's not that hard to make tacos, but that was one of my favorites. So we always have to talk about food on our podcast. We talk about it all the time, even Mm -hmm. if it's not relevant to the topic. So what is the best thing that your mom used to cook? 
She used to make spaghetti. Like and just I, traditional? Just like, traditional spaghetti with uh, either meat sauce yeah. or meatballs. Did and, she make the sauce herself? Or did she? I think she did. From what I remember, she mm. cooked in there. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, I think Wednesday was spaghetti day. Mm -hmm. So it never really altered that much. It was, uh, mm. you knew what you're going to eat mm -hmm. every day. I asked my dad, did y'all have red beans and rice day? Like on Monday? I think it was. She this cooked is, red is, beans and rice. That's like the traditional red beans and oh, rice yeah. day is Monday if you oh, go to yeah. any restaurant. Uh, one thing I remember her making was the Coke salad. It was like a jello mold dessert. Oh. She brought it over here. It was so weird. It is strange. Yeah, that was I strange. Can't, I can't describe it. It's like a Coke and jello mold kind of thing it for was, a I, dessert. I don't know where she got that from. I think <laughs> she got it from uh, my Aunt Olamay. But she used to do a, uh, before she gave it a meal, it was a, a piece of lettuce, a half a pear, and a plop of mayonnaise, and some cheddar cheese on top. And that was the salad. <laughs> <laughs> or your pre-meal. Your pre-meal. And, and I've told people about this, and they're like, ah. But it was actually really good, mm -hmm. even though it was mayonnaise still. It was still yeah. with the cheddar cheese and the, and the mm -hmm. pear. I could see it melding. It was, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, let's hear from Katie and I's dad, Scooter, and he's going to tell us what my grandmom used to make that he loved. She made a chicken fried steak that was beyond. To this day, I've tried to do it, and I've come close to it. And anyhow, she, she made chicken fried steak and, oh, you know, wow. like mashed, with mashed potatoes and, you know, the oh, gravy. Yeah. And I, I remember that that was one of the, the things that I used to just love what she how she made it it was just mm -hmm. absolutely perfect it puts a lot of restaurants to shame and i'm telling you <laughs> and i i don't mean that in, in a bad way when that food came out of that that skillet boy it was so good thanks so much to all of our dads for being guests on our podcast today and thank y'all for tuning in this is the end of season four which i can't believe woohoo and don't worry, we will take a short break this July and we'll be back in August with a whole new season for you. Lots of fun guests, lots of fun topics. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple podcast and make sure to leave us a five star rating and also make sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tell Momo and our Facebook group Don't Tell Momo Magnolia Lounge. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 